the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. It is Wednesday, May 24th. We've got a great one in store for you today. Uh, really looking forward to our 745 guest. His name is Randall Petrides, and uh, he's a retired attorney. Actually spent 38 years as a trial lawyer, uh, and uh, he has become a Catholic writer. In fact, he um, uh, retired and has just been writing about theology, church history, the saints, um, for a long time now, and uh, the book he, we're going to be talking about today is How the Saints Shaped History. This really looks interesting. Um, and in fact, he, he talks about 180 plus saints and uh, kind of the roles they played in uh, overcoming uh, crises in the church and in the world um, and, and struggles. Uh, it just uh, seems like a, an amazing, an amazing read. So we'll. Uh, We'll have Randall on coming up in the second half hour today. I'm going to save some really good time for that interview because I think it's going to be very good. So try to stick around for that if you can. Also on the show today, three simple steps to loving God just a little bit more. I think that's um, I think that's key for us, right? I mean, it's one thing to know God, know about God, but it's another thing to fall in love with God. And uh, I've spoken to a lot of people over the years that have said, I, I don't know if I love God. You know, I've even asked myself that question before. Um, So we're going to talk about how we can strengthen that and really know that we are in love with this God who loves us. We'll have that for you coming up here in the first half hour. Matt Wilkham will have your news. Uh, Mark Amadeo will have your sports. Jimmy will have your weather and your saint of the day. Plus a little bit more today. We'll see what we can get to. Again, I'm going to save some good time for the second half hour uh, for Randy, because it, it, it just this book is right up my alley, at least. All right, Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Bozen the Florist. Their priority is to serve you no matter where you are in the world. 515-244-ROSE, 515-244-7673, or online, bozen.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. South Carolina lawmakers on Tuesday passed a ban on most abortions after fetal cardiac activity begins around six weeks. State Senator Shane Massey, a Republican who supported the ban, defended the measure as a way to bring South Carolina's abortion restrictions more in line with other southern states. If the measure survives anticipated court challenges, it will block a flow of women from nearby states who have been coming to South Carolina for abortions. Only about half of Americans now say they are certain that God exists, and though regular religious attendance has declined, many Americans say they still pray several times a day. A snapshot of American religiosity comes from the University of Chicago, which released the 2022 data from the General Social Survey on May 15th. About 50% of Americans say that they know God exists and have no doubts. About 49% of respondents voiced only some confidence in organized religion, the first time under 50% since 2000. 
Shopping trips were interrupted Monday night when at least three Hy-Vee locations in Iowa had to evacuate and have police clear the buildings because of bomb threats. Calls were placed to Hy-Vee stores in Ames, Johnston, and Perry between 7 p.m. and 7.30 p.m., according to police there. Law enforcement evacuated and swept the areas but ultimately found no credible threat. Police said more Hy-Vee stores in Iowa as well as in South Dakota and Minnesota received similar threats on Monday. The NFL has pushed the kickoff return further toward irrelevance with a priority on player safety. The existence of the kickoff itself remains under careful review. League owners voted Tuesday for a one-year trial of an enhanced touchback rule that will give the receiving team the ball at its own 25 with a fair catch of a kickoff anywhere behind that yard line. The proposal passed despite strong pushback from coaches and players across the league who argued the rule change will create uglier plays with squib and corner kicks that make fair catches impossible. The NFL said its statistical models predict the return rate for kickoffs in 2023 under the new rule will drop from 38% to 31% and that the rate of concussions on the sport's most dangerous play will be reduced by 15%. I, I gotta say, that I'm really torn about that because that's the most exciting play, I think, in football. I, I mean, I remember growing up and watching, you know, how, well, for one, you, if you did a touchback in the end zone, you were brought out to the twenty. To the twenty, and now they changed it to twenty-five, and now yeah. now this. But I think they also moved up the kickoff, right, so that it it has a higher percentage right. of sailing into the end zone. I mean, at this point, why even kick off? Well, I think that's probably the direction that we're going. I mean, yeah, you just got to rip the bandaid off sooner or later, right? I mean, if. I, I don't know. I when I when I see the game and watch the game, I, it's it's an exciting play. I mean, the kickoff is always a lot of fun to be able to watch. But I mean, if the ultimate goal, if they, if they really have that many concussions, um, you know, uh, that they say they do, then I mean, you just might as well just I don't know, do a, a, a coin toss and put the ball in the twenty-five. Right. Well, it's a one-year trial here, so we'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, you're they, right. They, they may it seems stick like with it's it going or, in that direction. Yeah. And now for your sports update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Wednesday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Tuesday. In the National League, the Chicago Cubs pick up a win at home as they defeated the New York Mets by the score of 7-2. While in Cincinnati, the St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Cincinnati Reds by the score of 8-5. In the American League, the Chicago White Sox pick up a road win as they defeated the Cleveland Guardians in Cleveland by the score of 4-2. And in Kansas City, the Royals defeated the Detroit Tigers by the score of 4-1. And in interleague play yesterday in Minnesota, San Francisco Giants defeated the Minnesota Twins by the score of 4-3. And in Milwaukee, the Brewers defeated the Houston Astros by the score of six to nothing. Last night, Triple A baseball, the Iowa Cubs on a six-game road trip at the Nashville Sounds, and it was game one. And the I Cubs pick up a win. They defeated Nashville by the score of four to one in Nashville, Tennessee. Tonight, game two of their series, first pitch at 6:30. Last night it was game four of the Eastern Conference Finals in the National Basketball Association playoffs, and the Boston Celtics pick up their first win as they defeated the Miami Heat in Miami by the score of 116 to 99. Miami leads that best of seven series three games to one. Game five is tomorrow night at the Boston Garden. Last night it was game three in the Western Conference Finals of the National Hockey League playoffs 
And the Las Vegas Golden Knights defeated the Dallas Stars by the score of 4-0 in Dallas. The Vegas Knights lead that best-of-seven series three games to none with Game 4 tomorrow night in Dallas. Tonight, it's Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals in the National Hockey League playoffs. The Carolina Hurricane taking on the Florida Panthers in Florida. They'll face off tonight at 7 o'clock just outside Fort Lauderdale, and Florida leads that best-of-seven series three games to none. And with your Wednesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. On this day in 1844, Samuel Morse taps out, quote, what hath God wrought in the world's first telegraph message? What hath God wrought? That's it? That's it. Interesting. Hmm. The first telegraph message. And thus Morse code was born. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Kind of cool. A little tip, tip of the hat to... Uh, the big guy. Yeah, exactly. I like it. Jimmy, how you doing? Johnny, I'm all right. How yeah, are you doing? I'm doing okay. Nice okay. shirt. Thanks. I like it. Nice shirt. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> it's a nice blue plaid shirt. A little different for you. Well, I, I like guess it. we all got the memo. We're all wearing blue today. Yeah, we are all wearing blue. <laughs> so it we? must be a blue Wednesday. Yeah. Well, let's instead of skies blue, stay blue, huh? Instead of blue Monday. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so far, they're looking like they will be as we uh, get through the week. Uh, should be uh, pretty dry to wrap it off. Sunshine, a high in the mid-80s today. Tonight, partly cloudy overnight, low in the mid-50s. And then a little cooler as we uh, wrap up the work week Thursday. Mostly sunny, a high in the upper 70s as well as Friday sunshine and high again in the upper 70s. 58 now at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios, Crescent, Oskaloosa, and Fairfield, and 56 in Marshalltown. The Iowa March for Life with Iowa Catholic Radio and Pulse Life Advocates on the west steps of the Iowa State Capitol is Saturday, June 24th at 1 o'clock to mark the anniversary of the end of Roe versus Wade and the federal abortion law. You can learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. That is your... Blue sky forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. All right. Let's keep those blue skies coming. I like it. Uh, I don't know if you heard the story, friends, of Nicole and Austin LeBlanc, a Catholic couple from Michigan. It's been and has captured the hearts of of many around the um, around the country. Catholic News Agency shared their testimony on April 27th. after uh, the couple spoke with EWTN News nightly about their journey after finding out they were expecting conjoined twins. Um, and this is uh, still coming from Catholic News Agency. Um, and, and they're doing kind of a follow up story on this. And I read it and it just I mean, it breaks your heart. Um, Rachel Claire and Maria Therese, they were born conjoined twins sharing one heart and um, other major organs. So, of course, conjoined, right, and uh, sharing just one heart. Uh, the doctors immediately deemed the pregnancy high risk uh, and suggested abortion. However, Nicole said she knew she was carrying two special little girls and she would not abort. Uh, originally scheduled for a cesarean section in early June, doctors decided to move the surgery because their growth, uh, along with their heart, began to slow down. So the LeBlancs uh, met their baby on May 16th at 32 weeks gestation. Rachel Claire and Maria Therese were born alive and immediately, immediately they were baptized and they were confirmed. Uh, In an Instagram post, Nicole wrote, quote, they lived for about an hour until they took their last breaths. My girls were loved and held until their final moments and all that they knew their entire lives was love from Austin and I. She goes on to say, quote, God designed them so beautifully in my womb. 
and it was an absolute honor and privilege to carry them for as long as I could. Their lives have touched so many, and the support my family has received has been nothing short of incredible. When the, um, when the young mom learned of the news, she took to uh, social media to share her journey with others, and she decided to share their story and his example of love and hope for many others that are, have gone through such instances. The couple shared that um, it was a test of faith, but through it all that they relied on praying the rosary together daily as their prayer. She said, quote, we get together every night and we pray the rosary. It's one of the biggest things. And just knowing that God has a plan for everything and there's always a purpose for everything. Several saints and biblical figures also impacted the couple's faith and inspired the names they chose for their twin girls. We definitely want to have our babies be gifts to our blessed mother. So Maria, the Latin name for Mary, Nicole explained, and I've always had a special connection with the Old Testament story of Rachel. So Maria Therese and Rachel Claire were the names. She said that throughout her pregnancy, she received an outpouring of prayers and support from Catholics and non-Catholics alike. So you can't help but get a little teary-eyed when you read that. Um, and that story, it's, I mean, her, look, I, I've never met him. I hope to interview him someday. Uh, but I've, I've never met either of, of them, this couple. Um, but I, I will say that uh, it's brought hope to me. You know, it's brought a little bit of inspiration and hope in my life. Um, and, you know, baptized, confirmed, uh, these two little girls. It's just amazing. Amazing. So we praise God for that hope, even through the struggle, even through the difficulty. And as they said, it was a test of faith. You know, you, you can't imagine every day was just, you know, was easy because as you can imagine, it was not. But they persevered, and they're a testament to all of us and what that looks like. Coming up right after this, three steps to falling in love with God a little bit more. You know, do you, do you struggle to love God? I've had people say to me before, John, I, I, I know there's a God, but I don't know if I love him. I don't know if I have that relationship with him. Well, there's some tried and true ways, I think, to know. But there's also, and it also, just like any love and any relationship, it takes work. Now, the good news about our God is he does most of it. Our God does most of that work to allow us and help us fall deeper in love with him. But it does take a little bit on our part as well. By his grace, yes, but it does take a little bit on our part. We're going to have that for you when we come back. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Friends, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. Help connect listeners to Christ. Tell a friend about Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Support for programming comes from Dr. Vince Hassel, a board-certified chiropractic physician offering patients all-natural doctor-supervised weight loss programs, lifestyle modification, and pain relief to achieve optimal health and wellness. Learn more at weightlossindemoine.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Dino Storage, 2725 2nd Avenue in Des Moines, offering monthly rentals, indoor climate-controlled storage, and package delivery to your unit. Learn more at DinoStorage.com. Listen to Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, many of us uh, and many uh, of you uh, in some of the older generations remember the Baltimore Catechism. And uh, you remember in that Baltimore Catechism, the first few lines that we are called to know, love and to serve God. Of course, it goes on. But those three words right there are, are really at the heart of faith. To know, to love, and to serve our God. It, it really does just come down to that. You know, we, I think a lot of times it's very easy for us just to overcomplicate faith. You know, we think, we think it's, you know, about uh, how much I do or how, the, the, how big of an impact that I'm able to make. I mean, again, you look at the many lives of the saints. It was never about how big of a splash that they were able to make. It was about the love to know, to love and to serve God. Now, all three are obviously important and they all kind of go together. So they don't kind of stand alone. Um, But, but they are in a way, um, I think opportunities for us to be able to strengthen and learn just a little bit more to know God. Well, you can't love that for which you don't know. You know, you just, you, you can't love that for which you don't know. You got to get to know before you fall in love. And God offers us many of those opportunities to know him, 
to know him personally. Yes. To know him communally. To know him um, doctrinally. You know, to know him, uh, it, it, which is really kind of theology, the study of God. So to, 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 to study God himself, which I know many of us do. And I hope you, you give yourselves opportunities to be able to better know God, to know about him, which is very important. It's not the most important thing, because what that is, is kind of the funnel it, it, that, that just funnels us into falling in love with him. But you can't, again, love that for which you don't know. So what are ways in your life that you come to know God or try to better know God? You know, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to reading. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not a novel guy. I'm not, I'm not a fiction guy. I, I love reading, you know, uh, nonfiction. Uh, I like reading history. Uh, I, I, of course, when it comes to the faith, that's, for the most part, what I read, um, I read a occasional biography here and there and maybe some business books, but I, I really enjoy reading about them. Um, I really enjoy reading about my faith. I just always have. Uh, and there's times where I, I really just kind of put the actual quote unquote book aside that I'm reading and I, I pick up the catechism of the Catholic church. I love reading the catechism. It's kind of always been, um, I mean, you can imagine, right? I mean, I'm sitting there on the couch reading the catechism. My wife's sitting next to me reading a novel. Uh, and, you know, she kind of looks over at me sometimes and pokes fun at me, right? You're such a nerd. I, I know. I just love it. I love reading theology. You know, and, and the catechism is, 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 is an amazing book of theology to be able to learn about God. I, I like reading the lives of the saints, and, and reading the lives of the saints, I come to know God and see God through their lens. So I'm, I'm knowing God a little bit more, but also knowing it through their experiences of God, through their uh, teachings, through their wisdom, their lived experience. I like reading papal documents, you know, encyclicals. Got, uh, got like a shelf dedicated. Well, I did before doing some little, little construction, but I have some a shelf dedicated to, uh, to the encyclicals of John Paul II. And I love reading those. Uh, and just kind of any papal documents. You know, I, I read every Wednesday, um, you know, the Pope's message to the world during his Wednesday general audience address. Just something simple helps me to, again, through the Holy Father, kind of come to know God a little bit more. All this to say is these are important because they're stepping stones. I don't do this as a hobby, though. It's not just simply a hobby. I've got other hobbies. I like to watch the Cubs. You know that. That's a big hobby for me. I like to, I like to play basketball. Uh, you know, all of those things. I, I, I love, you know, hobbies are good. But this is a little bit more than that. Because I, what I want to do here is I want to study what I believe to be the most important topic there is, and that is God. I want to better know him. So I do what I can to be able to make time for him. Now, I, I severely lack some days and, uh, and confess that and during an exam once in a while, you know, well, Lord, I didn't spend enough time getting to know you today. But this is a this is the first step because again you can't love that for which you don't know. So the challenge is, and it, the challenge is always in front of me, 
is do you give yourself opportunities to better know God? Give yourself better opportunities. Now, many of you are in Bible studies. There's an opportunity that you are taking advantage of. Men's groups, women's groups. You go to maybe conferences that are available. Uh, Some events around the area. Of course, uh, you know, um, uh, opportunities. I I know there's a, a catechism study group that takes place. It has been for many years at Holy Trinity. Um, so you get together and you, you come to know God just a little bit more, but you give yourself that opportunity. If you don't, I'd really like to challenge you to, to do so. You know, something as simple, go to divine treasures. Again, pick up a book there, uh, get a catechism of the Catholic church. You can get a question and answer catechism. You know, they really kind of, uh, uh, they've got a lot of different forms of the catechism. Very easy to understand. You know, I've, I've gone to those and drawn from those quite a bit. You know, when I'm stuck on something in the in the the the, the official catechism, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes look things up online and I don't I've never heard that word before. So I'll look it up and see what that means and all that. Just studying God. But do you give yourself opportunity to study? I hope so, because in studying God, friends, we're going to better fall in love with him. We're going to better know him. And we're going to better fall in love with him. And this is where his work really kind of takes over. You know, this is where he has to pour out his grace. You know, we love him. And how do we love him? Well, we love him through others. We see him in others. We see him in our spouses. We see him in our families. That's a big one. And DeSantis, who wrote this, uh, this blog piece, says that loving God also entails praying daily and fostering your relationship with his son, Jesus, and his church. How do you better love God? You pray. You converse with him. You talk to him, not just talk about him. You know, we, we talk to him on this show, but we talk about him a little bit more, right? But the talking to is what's most important. There's nothing more important than that. Nothing more important than our prayer. That's where we fall in love. She says, loving his people is a key way to love him more since we are called to love others as we love ourselves. So we love God by loving his people, by seeing his image and likeness and all of those that surround us. We love him through the example of our blessed mother and through our devotions. We love him in our daily uh, lives. We love him in our struggles and our, our, our pains and our joys. To know God is to fall in love then with God and to give ourselves that opportunity to talk to him. And then what that does essentially is it changes us. You know, Dr. Peter Crave said that loving God is like a, uh, when, when God touches down on our lives, it's like a, a, a lightning strike. He says, you know, when lightning strikes a tree, the tree is never the same. It's just never the same. And it's the same thing for us. And when God's grace touches down in our lives, everything changes. Everything for the good. And our life just becomes about love. Because we've fallen in love with the God who is love, we can't help but be washed over and taken over by that very love and to live that love. So we know God, which allows us to love him, which allows us to act like him in the world in which we live. Those are the three keys. And they really kind of go together, yes, but those are the three keys to faith. Don't overcomplicate it. Study them. 
study about them, read about them, learn about them, converse about them, talk to them, pray, and then become changed. Coming up, second half hour, we're going to be talking about the book, How the Saints Shape History by Randall Petrides. And this is um, Randy, we'll call him. Randy um, wrote this book. He was uh, 38 years as a uh, trial lawyer, retired, and now just writes about theology and the saints and history. This book looks amazing. Uh, we're going to save some good time to talk to Randy in the second half hour here. So make sure to stick around about 745. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show, everyone. Let's go to Father Andrew right now with today's gospel and reflection. May 24, Wednesday of the seventh week of Easter. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one just as we are one. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them, and none of them was lost except the son of destruction, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them, because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world, and I consecrate myself for them, so that they also may be consecrated in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Continuing what is otherwise known as the high priestly prayer before the Passion, Jesus prays for his disciples that they persevere through the trials of the evil one, experience complete joy, and are made holy. As his own moment of trial and death approaches, he is not as concerned about himself as he is about them. Because of this, we are privileged to experience this wonderful example of humility as well as to better understand the love that Jesus has for us by begging the truth for us. Join us on June 1st at the Iowa Events Center for the Inner Visions Annual Gala presented by Permar Security. This year's theme is The Miracle of the Heartbeat to stress the importance of the heartbeat in the ultrasound and Iowa's efforts to pass pro-life legislation. Our keynote speaker is Dr. William Lyle. As a medical professional, Dr. Lyle understands the importance of the free, life-affirming work that Inner Visions does in empowering women and saving babies. To register, visit IVHcare.org, and we look forward to seeing you on June 1st. And thanks for supporting the women and babies of Inner Visions Healthcare. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dr. David Ball from Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-255-3546, dmisurgeons.com. Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. How the Saints Shaped History. Conversation with Randy Petrides coming up. Over 180 saints he researched and read about, or wrote about, excuse me, and, um, and about how they changed the world in, in their time. So we're going uh, to have that for you. Save some good time coming up here in this second half hour. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for being a part of it. Good morning, Wednesday, May 24th. Deacon Tony, let's offer our morning now to our Lord. 
God our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Bozen the Florist. Their priority is to serve you no matter where you are in the world. 515-244-ROSE, 515-244-7673, or online, bozen.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. South Carolina lawmakers on Tuesday passed a ban on most abortions after fetal cardiac activity begins around six weeks. State Senator Shane Massey, a Republican who supported the ban, defended the measure as a way to bring South Carolina's abortion restrictions more in in line with other southern states. If the measure survives anticipated court challenges, it will block a flow of women from nearby states who have been coming to South Carolina for abortions. Only about half of Americans now say they are certain that God exists, and though regular religious attendance has declined, many Americans say they still pray several times a day. A snapshot of American religiosity comes from the University of Chicago, which released the 2022 data from the General Social Survey on May 15th. Around 50% of Americans say they know God exists and have no doubts. About 49% of the respondents voiced only some confidence in organized religion, however, However, the first time under 50% since 2000. United Methodist congregations in Iowa are leaving the denomination over a split on so-called same-sex marriages and ordaining openly LGBTQ clergy. The denomination has repeatedly upheld bans on both, but some U.S. churches and clergy have defied them, including the Iowa Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. Last year, conservatives launched a new global Methodist church, where they are determined to maintain and enforce such bans. The Iowa Conference voted Tuesday to allow 83 churches, 11% of the state's total, to split off to either join the new denomination or become independent entities. The NFL has pushed the kickoff return further toward irrelevance with a priority on player safety. The existence of the kickoff itself remains under careful review. League owners voted Tuesday for a one-year trial of an enhanced touchback rule that will give the receiving team the ball at its own 25 with a fair catch of a kickoff anywhere behind that yard line. The proposal passed despite strong pushback from coaches and players across the league who argued the rule change will create uglier plays with squib and corner kicks that make fair catches impossible. The NFL said its statistical models predict the return rate for kickoffs in 2023 under the new rule will drop from 38% to 31% and that the rate of concussions on the sport's most dangerous play will be reduced by 15%. And now for your sports update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Wednesday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Tuesday. In the National League, the Chicago Cubs pick up a win at home as they defeated the New York Mets by the score of 7-2. to While in Cincinnati, the St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Cincinnati Reds by the score of 8-5. to In the American League, the Chicago White Sox pick up a road win as they defeated the Cleveland Guardians in Cleveland by the score of 4-2. to And in Kansas City, the Royals defeated the Detroit Tigers by the score of 4-1. to And in interleague play yesterday in Minnesota, San Francisco Giants defeated the Minnesota Twins by the score of 4-3. to And in Milwaukee, the Brewers defeated the Houston Astros by the score
score of 6 to nothing. Last night, AAA baseball, the Iowa Cubs on a six-game road trip at the Nashville Sounds, and it was game one, and the I-Cubs pick up a win. They defeated Nashville by the score of 4-1 to one in Nashville, Tennessee. Tonight, game two of their series, first pitch at 6.30. Last night, it was game four of the Eastern Conference Finals in the National Basketball Association playoffs. And the Boston Celtics pick up their first win as they defeated the Miami Heat in Miami by the score of 116 to 99. Miami leads that best of seven series three games to one. Game five is tomorrow night at the Boston Garden. Last night, it was game three in the Western Conference Finals of the National Hockey League playoffs. And the Las Vegas Golden Knights defeated the Dallas Stars by the score of 4 to nothing in Dallas. The Vegas Knights lead that best of seven series three games to none with game four tomorrow night in Dallas. Tonight, it's game four of the Eastern Conference Finals in the National Hockey League playoffs. The Carolina Hurricane taking on the Florida Panthers in Florida. They'll face off tonight at 7 o'clock just outside Fort Lauderdale. And Florida leads that best of seven series three games to none. And with your Wednesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact, LeBron James has played more playoff games than 50% of the NBA teams. Ah, now you're getting in my wheelhouse here. Oh. It's, you know I'm a big fan. Are you? Of LeBron oh, yeah. specifically? Yeah, huge. Wow. Have been, uh, have been since he entered the league. Okay. Always really liked him. I, it just, I love watching him play. You know, I mean, you, you just a guy that uh, could play every position on the court uh, and dominate every position in his prime like he has. He's 38 years old. I don't want to get into the Jordan debate, but I think he's the greatest of all time. Uh, LeBron James. He is, he is the goat. I think so. In your opinion. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, oh, boy, we're going down a rabbit hole here. But, <laughs> but uh, does he have his own shoes? Uh, yeah, he's got shoes. He's got plenty. <laughs> um, he, uh, How do you think he jumps and shoots? So yeah, I mean he's thirty eight years old and <laughs> you know, 40, 40 points, ten rebounds. I mean thirty eight. Yeah. You know, in the last game. Now I know they got swept, and but you know, conference finals are like this. Uh, he's not who he used to be. Obviously, he's he's an older man now playing basketball. But I mean, from the time he was in the league, he just dominated. Yeah, it was just a sight to see. It, yeah, I know there was some de- debate, you know, when he he left Cleveland, yeah, for the the what was it, the Miami. South yeah. Beach, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the way that he put it, but he did come back and yep. he did deliver. He delivered. He 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 brought back a championship to he, Cleveland. He gave them what they wanted. Down three one, by the way. Yeah, I mean, no one, everyone. Kept, that was my year. All right, LeBron was down three one. The Cubs were down three one, and both came back to win. Uh, the World Series and the NBA Championship. It was it was a it was a sight to see. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting text messages now. Oh, here we are. <laughs> People saying LeBron. it's amazing we're still here. You know, yeah. Given what happened that year, it's like well, you would expect like the end of the world. Yeah. At that point, you know? I have my Bible text thread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have my Bible text thread and uh, uh, you know my my Bible study group and they. Um, it's it's the Bible. We talk about God and then we debate on whether Jordan and LeBron are the best ever. Those are the two main debates. Well, I grew up watching Jordan, yeah. so I'm I'm kind of you're partial partial to him. Yeah. I've got many arguments against that, but uh, I you can't take anything away from Jordan. I mean, he was he was incredible. 
Well, I, I was reminded of Jordan yeah. yesterday when my son, who is graduating today from St. Augustine, uh, the class of 20, the eighth grade class of 23, their class shirts, they they had the number 23, and I just it just reminded me of Jordan's number 23. Yep. I think that's what they were going for there. So, yeah. And well, I think they're all wearing Air Jordans, too. Right. Yeah, so sure. well, well played, St. <laughs> sure. Augustine yeah. School. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. You know, the other thing, too, is that LeBron's going to hold every major record when he retires. Uh, most, I'm sorry, most meaningful records. Jordan will not hold any. Not even the championships. I mean, he's just not going to hold a single meaningful record when he, uh, when, when after LeBron James retires. That's significant when it comes down to it. Well, you you wonder if, you know, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. handed LeBron a basketball when he broke the all-time scoring record yeah. recently, yep. if there will be a similar opportunity for Michael Jordan to recognize the greatness of Le- LeBron James. Yeah, I don't know if that'll happen. I don't think that'll ever happen. Well, yeah. I'd love to see it. <laughs> I'd love to You'd see it. You'd be vindicated. It. Yeah, yes, exactly. But I just don't think that's going to happen. I think, uh, yeah, that debate will be going on for the rest of our lives, I think. We'll see. Well, nice shoes either way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you brought me down the rabbit hole. All right. <laughs> Jimmy. But nothing beats the Harlem Globetrotters, so you guys there are allowed. There you go. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the Harlem Globetrotters. They're fun. <laughs> what do we got for the weather? Uh, going to be a sunny one today, high in the mid-80s. Tonight, partly cloudy, then over and low in the mid-50s. Then tomorrow, a little cooler, mostly sunny, a high in the upper 70s. And we'll wrap up the work week Friday with sunshine. And a high in the upper 70s. 58 now at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios and in Creston, Oskaloosa, and Fairfield. 56 in Marshalltown. And the Iowa March for Life with Iowa Catholic Radio and Pulse Life Advocates on the west steps of the Iowa State Capitol is Saturday, June 24th at 1 o'clock to mark the anniversary of the end of Roe v. Wade and the federal abortion law. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. That's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, today, Saint experienced both extremes in her prayer life, both an incredible closeness with God and also a barren spiritual dryness. Saint Mary Magdalene de Pazzi today entered the Carmelite order of nuns at the age of 16 and shortly after fell severely ill. Because she was sick, the Mother Superior allowed Mary to profess her vows early. When she did, she experienced a spiritual ecstasy a profound spiritual closeness that contained insight into spiritual truths. It lasted over two hours. The ecstasy was repeated each of the next 40 mornings right after she received Holy Communion. Mary recovered and had her visions transcribed by her confessor or her sister secretary. She records that she had violent temptations that she had to overcome during a five-year period, as well as much spiritual dryness throughout this time as well. She died at the age of 41. We ask today, St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi, to pray for us. Amen. Isn't that true in our lives as well? We can have some incredible feelings of closeness with God and also great spiritual dryness. And then a lot of times in between, but at all times we serve and love God. Coming up right after this, how the saints shaped history, over 180 of them, by the author Randy Petrides. Don't go anywhere. This is going to be a really good interview. I can I, I can tell just by this book. We're going to have some fun with it when we come back. John Lee here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Wednesday, May 24th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. 
Father Vince Rizanki and Father Tom Dooley celebrate their priestly ordination today. Thank you, fathers, for answering your vocation call. We want to thank two women who have served as directors of religious education in our diocese for many years. Teresa Romans has served with Holy Rosary Parish in Glenwood for 24 years. And Kayla Richer has served 25 years at Sacred Heart Parish in West Des Moines. Thank you for sharing your faith with our children and our families. Parish business managers will meet tomorrow at the Catholic Pastoral Center beginning at 9 o'clock. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from CTO. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO... You receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Cresta in the afternoon. With me right now is George Weigel. Ratzinger had the mind of 12 professors and the simple piety of a child making their first Holy Communion. That's a very powerful combination, and the two obviously influenced each other. At the center of that was this profound sense that it is the person of Jesus Christ, and through meeting him, we come to the church. Cresta in the afternoon, weekdays on Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Julie White from Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Don't forget, go to iowacatholicradio.com July 15th. We've got a great concert, Walker Hayes. Fancy like Walker Hayes. It's going to be taking place. You can go uh, to iowacatholicradio.com, click on events, and uh, tickets are flying for this thing. All proceeds go to the Iowa Catholic Radio Foundation, by the way. A lot of fun this summer. Looking forward to it. Let's go to our next guest, retired attorney, 38 years, trial lawyer, now, writer, How the Saints Shaped History, Randy Petrides. Hey, Randy. Hello. Good morning. Trial attorney. 38 years, man. Yes, it uh, went very fast. <laughs> I spent, spent most of that as a prosecutor in our local prosecutor's uh, office, and I loved it, but it's great to be retired. When did you, uh, when did you first really kind of get into your faith? Was it always there? Um, it was always, I was, I'm cradle Catholic, yeah. and uh, however, probably in the 19, late 1970s, uh, when I was in law school, uh, I encountered the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, and that led to a, a much deeper walk with the Lord, and I've tried to, to, to stay with that the rest of my life, with all the ups and downs that we all have. 
Yeah, I, and you're, you're exactly right on that. I mean, so it's just kind of been there with you for, for quite a while. You turned Catholic writer, and, and really, in a lot of ways, I mean, you're studying theology now. I mean, this is you're, you're going all in, so we appreciate it. And I, I appreciate it especially because I'm a big fan of the Saints, man. Um, anyone that listens to this show knows that's, that's my favorite topic to talk about. So I, I immediately, when I saw this, uh, lit up. How the Saints shaped history. You, you, I mean, you researched 180 of them. That's a ton. Yes. Uh, what I wanted to do was to present the saints as a body in more of a broad look as opposed to focusing in on one or two or three of them. And to show how they really are the, the history makers, the people who move the history of the Church, since, of course, the Church, uh, unlike other institutions, is uh, divine as well as human. And uh, I wanted to explore and to, to write about how it is that God has worked through the Church in 2,000 years of, uh, of our history, and the best way to find that, I've realized, is you look at the people who are closest to the Lord, mm. you look at the people who are most open to His grace and are seeking to follow Him, and you watch what they do, and you see God work through history, and that's that's what the saints give. So um, I wanted to put in most of the the well-known saints, as well as some of the others that I discovered. So I'm a, I'm a student, uh, not uh, an expert, so this was a discovery process for me, too, as I went through this. But I wanted to look at them all together and to show how, as, as a body, they, they moved and made the history of the Church and bailed us out, were prophetic, led us to conversion, got us out of crisis after crisis, to give us hope for uh, the future when we look at the crises we're in now, and we can expect that God's going to raise up uh, more saints just as he has in the past. And one of the things that's always inspired me about the saints is they're all so different, but they're all so much the same. I mean, they're different in their in their personalities, different in their ways of living, uh, different, in, you know, uh, in their uh, lifestyle um, and, and the amount of uh, money they had, a vocation. But yet they just shared this deep love for God and, and they couldn't help but it, it take over every facet of their lives. Absolutely. And, and that's why I kind of look at them as prophetic, because when everybody else is uh, um, just muddling around getting into trouble, they're saying, go back to the Lord, yeah. go back to the Lord. And that was usually the best way for the Holy Spirit to get us out of all of our crises is not so much to, to address the, the problems in the world directly, but to go back to the Lord. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of the saints did when we're in the midst of crises, is to to preach the deep, deep conversion to the Lord and repentance. That works better than just tackling uh, some secular uh, ideology or whatnot head on. You said that um, God is creating saints today. And, you know, whenever, whenever there's been a period in, in the church where difficulty has arisen, and I think we're facing... Uh, strong difficulty in the secular world against us today that God is making saints. There are saints that, you know, our great grandchildren and great great grandchildren are going to live about, uh, learn about from our time right now that are living. Absolutely. That's an exciting thing. Is yes. We don't know who they are. They're in their midst or they're about to be born or whatever. And one of the themes in my book, John, is, and it's a theme that I discovered while I was writing it, is that. Uh, it's, it, we always hear that we are called to be saints, and it's absolutely true. Uh, and, of course, it's daunting, and we all kind of gulp and say, well, that's hard and all. But we are also called to nurture the people around us, to encourage the people around us, to help those around us in the walk 
of the faith, and we don't know if, in fact, we just might be nurturing a saint. There are so many stories, and I allude to them in the book, of of these uh, of many saints who were encouraged, rescued, helped, assisted by other people around them, and if it wasn't for those people around them, they would not have become the saints that they became. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, I um... Oh, man, I, I, I'm on fire right now with this. Um, your favorite story. Give me one. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a little story. It's about a saint I had never heard of uh, until I wrote the book. Her name was St. Marcrina, hmm. and uh, she comes from a family of saints, and one of them was her younger brother, St. Basil, Basil the Great, yeah, yeah. who became a—he uh, helped against uh, the fight in, against Arianism and to— uh, um, um, uh, the church's understanding that the Holy Spirit was divine and the third person of, of the Trinity. But he went to school in Athens and uh, got a secular education. He came back home, and he was uh, fired up to go out there and, and do a secular career. And his big sister, Macrina, sat him down and said, Now, Basil, look, just like only an older sister could, said, Listen, you have gifts, you have talents, you really need to serve the Lord. I recommend that rather than run off into the world and do all this other stuff, give your life to the Lord, brother. And he listened to her, and he did. And so uh, I just love that story. The big sister saying, give your life to the Lord, and influencing this this man who turned out to be one of the great saints in early church history. That is really cool. I, I have not heard of her as well. Give me her name again. Macrina, M-A-C-R-I-N-A, I believe it. That's a beautiful name, too. Macrina. Yes. Yes. yes I like it that. Is. I like that. Uh, a, a, um, a recent saint. I, mean, I know you wrote about John Paul II, but give me someone else. A recent saint in the life of the church that really kind of shows uh, in modern era uh, that, that, that God always wins. Um, I think someone who's a real sign to the world today would be... Uh, um, St. G- uh, Gianna Mola, ah. who uh, is an Italian, mid-century, I think 1960s, uh, who in this day and age of abortion um, had a pregnancy and had cancer, and the doctor said, you know, uh, you really need to abort this child in order to save your life. And, you know, theologically, that is not technically wrong, but there's still the opportunity to go even above that uh, and say, I'm going to give my life. I want my child to live if that's going to cost me my life. So she did not have the abortion and uh, her daughter was born and uh, she did die. And she is still to this day, I believe a, just a sign of contradiction into this uh, abortion, abortion mentality that we have here. And her daughter now goes around all over the world uh, telling her mother's story and telling her own story and is a, um, a powerful Catholic in her own right, mm. all because of the tremendous sacrifice of this lady and somewhere around, I forgot the exact year, around 1962, something like that. Gianna Emanuela, I, I have uh, spoken to her, and uh, that's her daughter. And as you said, she travels the world telling her, her mom's story. She calls her Saint Mom. Uh, a really, really inspiring story, man. I, this is this book just—it looks awesome. Um, Randy Petridis, uh, God bless you, brother. Where can people get this book? Um, it's on all the normal sites, and there's a, a Kindle Nook versions out. But I would recommend 
um, through the publisher, our Sunday visitor, osvcatholicbookstore.com. OSV for our Sunday visitor, catholicbookstore.com. Um, they they can get it to you quite quickly. They released it just this week in its print version, and uh, that's what I would recommend. Fantastic. You can also go to Divine Treasures, friends. If they don't have it, they'll certainly order it for you. Randy Petridis. God bless you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, John. All right. The saints' lives change lives. Amen. Amen. The saints' lives change lives. Deacon Tony, let's pray. Let us pray for our listeners and their intentions, for priests and religious souls in purgatory, and for safety of all those traveling, especially Randy and his family. Um, Let us pray the prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. We ask Mother Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph and St. Michael, protect us. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us, protect us all, and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. Gene and Deacon Mark in for me tomorrow. I'll be back on live on Friday. I'm John Linetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. The Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water